What's up, lady ballers? Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. Guys, we are so pumped because Stat Sports hooked us up with the most epic guest today on our podcast. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of Stat Sports, they're the on-field monitoring device that the whole U.S. Soccer Federation uses uh, to track their progress while they play. And today we have got, drumroll everybody, Ooh. Mal Pugh on the podcast. Woo. Guys, I'm, I'm so pumped. I'm I so know. Excited. I feel like we don't even have to introduce like Mal. Everyone knows who she is. She's exactly. such a badass. She's an amazing athlete. She's on the national team. She plays for the Chicago Red Stars. And she was one of the youngest players to ever play on the national team, which was in the Olympics. How many years ago? Too, Too many. many. I think it was 2019. <laughs> like, that's so crazy. I feel like we met her, like, in the beginning. So it's been really fun to see her journey and, like, how far she's come. So I feel like it's going to be a great episode, and we're going to have some amazing advice for all you lady ballers. So enjoy. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the call today. Yeah, of course. So where are you t- tuning in from? Um, we're in Orlando right now. How's the weather? It's probably better than here. (laughs) It's so nice. I'm already jealous of the sun coming through the window on your face. I I have to, um, when I go back to Chicago, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I wish I was in Orlando still, but (laughs) I know. Yeah. I mean, like the first two days of training too, it was like, I was like all of us, we were like dying because like we've all been in like cold weather for Mm -hmm. the past like forever and we haven't been in like this heat and humidity so it was definitely an adjustment but yeah it's nice it's nice to like see the sun (laughs) yeah it is so true you have to get used to it when you play in the humidity yeah and everything it's such a different game oh I know it's crazy um so we're just gonna dive into it with you um so you've been a stat sports ambassador for two years now and you've used their gps technology your entire career how important is this sort of technology to your game yeah i think i mean stat sports has definitely helped grow my game um we use it here with the national team we use it in the nwsl too so um i think it's nice just to have it as an extra tool when I'm training by myself too. Um, just because I think it is important just to like start getting that data so you can kind of make sure your trainings are as hard or as intense as what you would get either with the national team or in the NWSL. So it's just nice to actually see like when you're by yourself, like what you're actually doing. And, um, I think each unit can pick up a bunch of different things so it's um it's definitely like helped me grow my game and um just the detail that I now pay attention to with certain things um it's crazy so because you guys will wear them during games too and it'll like track your like running speed top running yeah. speed during a game that, that I think that's so cool yeah it literally tracks absolutely everything which is it's it is like such a cool tool that um that we use both, like I said, in the national team and in the NWSL. I feel like that's awesome to have when you're by yourself because it's almost like having an accountability coach. Like you have to work hard because it's going to tell you what you did. Yeah, exactly. It, like, um, like I remember this off season, I would train it or I would use it training, and um, it would just be interesting to see like the difference between if I was doing like a technical training or if I was like playing pickup with 
whoever, um, just like the difference between that and then especially seeing the difference with all of that stuff to like here at the national team or in our NWSL markets. Did you use it when you trained kind of alone while uh, COVID was going on and everything like that? Or do you only use it in like a team training type scenario? No, I used it. Yeah. Um, this like whole, the whole past year, um, when I was hurt, I used it and, um, I was able to report like the data that I got to, um, anyone who really needed it. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's such a different tool that we never had. Like when we were growing up, like, exactly. I know i like, I sometimes I'm like, thank God that yeah. you guys might've had them when you were in college briefly at the end. Oh yeah. my God. Like I got that to skip that whole thing. Well, <laughs> yeah. it was just the heart monitor. Like they put heart monitors mm-hmm. on, the, yeah. on the athletes and we were like, wait, what? Like, are yeah. going to know my recovery? Just, it's uh, so just such a wild time. I know it is. It's, it is crazy that now all this, like, data and everything is available for people uh, like really young to use and just help grow the game. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be so many more athletes because they have that that information. And it's, it's cool too. Cause I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they have like other sports too. Um, obviously I only use the stuff for (laughs) soccer, but, um, I think it like can pick up, it can, it's crazy what it can pick up and it's, I think it can pick up a bunch of different things. So that's awesome. Did you play yeah. sports growing up? I did. Yeah. I played basketball um, and I ran track. So I played basketball and I ran track all the way up until high school, really. Um, and then I stopped because things started to get a little crazy with traveling a bunch for soccer and everything, but I'm, always so thankful that I did play other sports. I really, really loved playing basketball. Um, but I mean, I loved playing soccer more, but, um, I kind of had to make a decision once things like started picking up more. Did you know that you wanted to play pro in soccer kind of when you started to specialize or did you just specialize because soccer was taking up most of your time? Um, yeah, I think I, I mean, I don't know. I was always like, drawn to soccer like I was always drawn to the game and I think I always knew that I wanted to play professionally like I always knew that I wanted to be on the national team um and play professionally and now that there is like a solid um solidified professional league I think it's just it is even more like accessible to young girls that they can actually like hey like I want to go play in the NWSL I feel like when I was in middle school they're really you didn't really like know of like the professional league it wasn't that big um but you knew of the national team so that that was like my like all-time goal dream and then once like the league started to grow more and more um I was like yeah I would love to play professionally did you have like an aha moment and at any point in your career where you were like all right like this is I could actually really do this Instead of it being like, you know, when we're young, I want to say all of us probably dreamed to to be on the national team when we were younger on some level, you know, but like, did you, when was your aha moment where you're like, all right, this is exactly, I know I can do this and I'm going to go for it. Did you have a moment like that? Um, I don't know if I had like a specific moment, but I just like always had this like 
desire, this like underlying desire. Um, so I think that's like really what drove me. And I just like didn't want to stop until I achieved that. I love it. So you were planning on going to UCLA and mm-hmm. it came to a point where you were, you know, you decided to go pro instead of going to school. We were wondering, like, what did you like about UCLA or what really drew, drew you to want to go there? Yeah, so I visited a, different, a few different schools. And I think going through that, like, whole recruitment process um, and, like, visiting different schools and everything, I would hear from, like, the older girls that it's, like, you – once you step on campus, like, you know – like, you know what it is and you know, like, that's your school. And I just like kind of got that feeling when I was at UCLA. Um, I was, I always wanted to be on the West Coast when I was younger. Um, I loved like California and like being close to the beach and everything. Um, and I think with UCLA, like they also like, they strive for excellence. Um, and I think looking up to like, I think Sam, Abby, Sarah Killian, um, like that whole class, Caprice, like they were all like, I like really looked up to those girls. Um, and they, that like class was like so sick at UCLA. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like it'd be so cool to like, I don't think I would have ever played with them. No, I, I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't think I would have, but, um, to try and, continue that um there but also like I don't know the school too like it's just a great school um and I feel like UCLA athletics is just such a great thing to be a part of so I I think it really I don't know it's like a combination of a bunch of things that drew me in yeah how was your recruiting process what did, did you kind of know what you wanted to do in the beginning when you were getting recruited or did you just like have your eyes set on UCLA and that was like your yeah so my recruiting process I I like hated everything about it about yeah. if I'm being completely <laughs> honest like I did not want to talk about it like my parents we were like like I think I don't know how it is now but um when I was being recruited like they would send an email to your parents and then your parents would like tell you like hey and my parents would be like hey like they like this school con- like reached out and I was like I don't care like I don't want I don't want to talk about it like, it's, <laughs> like, Over, it's so just, much it's so overwhelming at that yeah age. it really is yeah it that's exactly what it was it was just really overwhelming so I was like I don't want to talk about it I'm gonna go to practice and then I just want to hang out with my friends after like (laughs) so I kind of like put it off put it off put it off and then um finally I was like okay I gotta make a decision so so how difficult was it to make the decision between college and starting your pro career did that like kind of I feel like at that age I couldn't even decide what I wanted for breakfast let alone (laughs) uh, making a decision like that so what was the decision like for you yeah so I was how old was I I think I was eight, 17. Yeah. Yeah. 17, 17, 18. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it was, it was absolutely like one of the hardest things I've ever (laughs) had to go through. It was like going back and forth. Um, I feel like I was getting pulled in different ways, but also like I look back at it now and I'm like, 
that was like the first time really that like I like stood up for myself and I was like this is what I want to do I wanted to go to UCLA for three months or however long I went for and I then was like okay like it's like I need to make myself uncomfortable I need to be in an uncomfortable environment to be able to reach the goals and everything the dreams that I have for myself so I was like okay like this is the time I made that decision and um looking back at it I feel like people always ask me if I would have done anything different and I think ultimately I would say no um I'm a huge believer of like everything's going to happen for a reason and I think going through that going through it you're like overwhelmed and didn't know what to do you're stressed out um all I wanted to do is play soccer hang out with my friends like that's it um but I think it it taught me more about life too um not just obviously it was a huge decision I had to make it um but it also taught me a lot of lessons so I feel like it's often the uncomfortable choice is the one that you should make yeah it's like, like oh but that's gonna be so hard but then you look mm-hmm. back and you're like I did that like that was amazing like I yeah had so much growth from choosing that uncomfortable decision. For sure, yeah. Most people would consider a, being a freshman on a top college team as uncomfortable enough, but but you wanted to amp it up just a little bit more. Yeah, I was yeah. a wreck as a freshman, so that to have like, you know, the confidence and belief in yourself, where you're like, yeah, I want to. Sure, this is uncomfortable enough, but I want to. I want to level up. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah, I. I mean, I think too at like the end of my senior year, like I got called into the national team. So that was like, and then we had the Olympics. So like, I was like, okay, like I can actually like do this. So why don't I just do it? You know? So I remember we, we talked to you right before those Olympics and everything was so such an unknown. Like everyone was like, Oh, like there's this new young player. Like did you were probably at that point so sick of hearing the same questions of like what does everyone expect of you and and all of that and now look at just do you feel so much like in such a different place even though it's only been a few years but yeah like so as a player you're you've solidified like who you are so much more now do you feel like that yeah I think I mean I have to say like when I was when all of that was like happening I really did not pay attention like I was I don't know. I just like didn't for some reason. I don't know. It was the right move probably. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't know what I was doing. I was probably watching Netflix or doing something (laughs) else, but I just like wasn't paying attention. Um, So I think that definitely helped like the transition go a lot smoother. Like I was just being me. Um, I was just being Mal and just loving to play soccer and be around my teammates and everything. So um, yeah, I think that's, I don't, I don't really think the like outside like hype or whatever you want to call it, um, at that time really got in my way. It's honestly a great mindset to have if you can just like put the blinders on. Cause... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, can't even imagine. Yeah. I think there's sometimes it's definitely like you get stuck in that. But, um, I think I almost had like this, like innocence to me. Um, so, which was good. 
Were there any players on the team when you first joined that were really role models to you um, or people that helped you like kind of like become your own on the team? Like, is there anyone that stands out to you? Yeah, I think um, obviously Kelly, um, Kelly, I mean, she still helps me shoot. <laughs> like, I'll call her about anything and everything and she'll, um, she like still helps me. Um, I think Alex too. Um, I mean, like, I would say, like, honestly, like, everyone, all the older players, like, in their own, like, different ways, too, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, it definitely, I don't know, I'm trying to, like, look back and, like, really think of, like, memories. I I don't know if I can think of any, but, um, yeah, I would definitely say, like, Kelly and Alex. Um, I think Carly, too. Carly was always one that like kind of took me under her wing a little bit. So it says a lot about a team when like you can say as a whole, like all the older players yeah. contributed in their own way to yeah. you finding your place in that team and being comfortable. Seriously. Yeah. I de- I feel like it's so important too, because it makes you feel like com- coming to a new team and not really knowing anyone is hard enough as it is. So it's so important to have that team around and the support for one another even though it is a competitive environment, but it's so cool to hear that even at the top level that, that yeah. is the situation and that's wonderful. Um, do you have any advice for a player who is new to a team and feels uncomfortable or a little nervous to play? Yeah, the one advice I would, get, I would say is to just be yourself. Um, I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in what your teammates, are doing um and what they're doing that you're not doing but I think it's just important just to stay true to yourself and um stay true to like what you what makes you good and what makes you you um because the moment you you lose that it almost like it just doesn't work anymore plain and simple so um I would just say as as people continue to get on different teams and whatever it is, I think just stay true to yourself. And um, there are going to be times when people don't like you or, and that's just life and reality. And I mean, it is what it is, but I think the moment that you stay true to yourself, um, you're going to be happier internally. So yeah. And you're just going to play better when you're not putting on this, this actor trying to be something that you're not too because even exactly. every que- every question we've asked you were, were when you felt you're most comfortable is literally when you were being yourself yeah not concerned with outside opinions and stuff so I love that advice yeah what about any advice for players who are dealing with injuries Ooh, um yeah I, I mean if <laughs> I'm dealing with a lot of injuries <laughs> um I have been so and it's definitely hard. Um, it's definitely a roller coaster. And I think there can be glimpses of good. Um, and I think most of it can be really hard. And you're like, almost like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to get out of this? But I think from my like own personal experience, it's like, it's, it takes more mental power than like physical power to come back Mm -hmm. from an injury um and I think you have to just like keep 
the faith and like keep those glimpses of good that you do like those many achievements that you do have because those are the things that are going to like keep you pushing and keep um keep you just like going forward so yeah it's definitely hard but I would just say just keep the faith in those glimpses of good that you have um and those little positive moments just hold on to those I love that I remember when we saw you in California I think you I think we were in California and I think you were dealing with an ankle injury and we were in the gym and you were like, do not tell anyone that I was on this treadmill. Cause you were like, uh, yeah. I just need, you like, I needed to, so I need to get out of my own head. But like, yeah. that's, and that's the way we're built. Like we don't, it's hard to just do nothing. We have mm-hmm. to feel like, and I think that it's even the way a soccer season is built. You're always training for the off season games or training for the fitness testing or training for the championship. And we, we want this like, big achievement or this thing that we can look forward to and and validate the experience by. But like you were saying, you have to define what those many little victories are going to be along the way that you can celebrate. Otherwise we, we ache for that feeling of like accomplishment. Yeah. So I I love that. It's hard to stay positive through all of the injuries and the ups and downs and everything, but you've seen to just, you just keep overcoming and overcoming, which is amazing. Putting one foot in front of the other. There you go. I love (laughs) it. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I really love the point you made though, about celebrating like the small achievements because Mm -hmm. we've actually heard from other professionals say the same thing with injuries. Like you may not be able to go out on the field and score a goal as one of your goals, but like if you can go for, you know, a walk that day or a light jog without your knee hurting you, that's like a big win. win. (laughs) And those those moments should never be like underappreciated because it matters in your journey to get back. So I love that. Um, So your your first U.S. national game that you played in was when you were 17, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I think Can so, you yeah. tell us a little bit about how that, like your your whole experience, like you're achieving this dream of yours at 17 and stepping on the field, and actually you scored a goal that game, right? Yeah. Tell us um, all about how you how you felt that day. But it, I think it goes back to like that innocence part that I kind of had. Like I was just like, I don't want to like downplay it at all because it obviously is like a huge thing. But I was like, okay, like this is awesome. Like going <laughs> to play in a soccer game, like but there's like thousands of people here. And I think I obviously was nervous. I mean, you could see it. Um, my sister, I remember my sister was watching and she was like, you could tell you were so nervous when you were getting subbed in. And I was like, probably, you know, probably I was. Because <laughs> right, I probably was so nervous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of like, I don't really remember like the game as much and like certain scenarios but I mean, the one thing I really, really do remember was when I scored, just like the noise, like the, the crowd noise that I heard, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never <laughs> heard something like this before when like you score a goal. So I think that was like one thing that has like stuck with me. Um, it's just like the, the excitement and just like the energy that you just feel from your teammates, the fans, like, it's just like this wholesome energy that you just feel. And it's um, definitely something special. So yeah, I remember that. And then also like, Kelly was like, right next to me getting subbed in too. Um, which is just kind of cool, too. Yeah, that I was like, cool. yeah, well, hopefully you'll have all that noise again soon when more yes. fans are allowed in the games. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, it's hopefully. Happening. 
hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any goals for this year? Like any, any personal or anything with soccer for 2021? Yeah, I think for me, I think a huge goal of mine is just to like stay healthy. Um, just continue just to, like I said, put one foot in, in front of the other every single day. Um, and I think just continue just to find the love and the passion for the game. Um, and I think after that, after that's all achieved and is solidified, I think everything else can kind of fall into place. But I think it's important too that, yeah, we have like these big goals and dreams and stuff, but um, I think also like life happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes like you have to like step back and think of like, okay, like what am I going to do today? Or Mm -hmm. what am I going to do this week um, to try and just like make one step closer to that? Um, Cause it, it, those dreams and goals can definitely seem like really far and out of reach sometimes. But um, so I think it's important to kind of just make those smaller goals and just continue, like I said, put one foot in front of the other and just keep going. <laughs> I, I love your, I feel like you're driven, but you are have a healthy mindset about it. And I feel like mm-hmm. this is so refreshing to hear. Cause I know with professional athletes, it's like you guys are, always you're the best of the best like you're always trying to be the best um but hearing you say like no like I need to just slow down a little and get healthy and build Mm -hmm. a stable Mm -hmm. foundation there before I go back into it and go hard so that's really cool like haven't heard that yet so that's awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) what are your hopes for for women's soccer for the NUSL Mm -hmm. national team man I have big hopes um I I don't know I just feel like after the world cup, like we were just on this, like just this path of just going up. And I think, I just hope that we can continue that. And I hope that people become more and more invested um, in the game. And cause that's what I think ultimately that that's what we need is just investment in time financially, like all of it. So I think the more, one investment and then two like appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it starts with just every, everyone appreciating um, and recognizing the work that so many women players do. Like it's obviously a job and it's not easy. So I think the moment people can appreciate that and recognize that um, I think we'll definitely start to grow the game even more and more. And I think too, just, I don't know, you see, you do see like a lot of, um, I think it is more accessible for young players to play professionally and play in the NWSL. So um, I think I just hope to continue just on this like upward trend, um, not only in America, but overseas too. And I think you're seeing that. So yeah, yeah I feel like this is the most, like, I feel like young girls have never been more inspired and mm-hmm. for it yeah. to be a more realistic goal for them to be professional athletes and consider that a career. There is, of course, still a ton of work to be done. And every time for we sure. talk to, like, players like you and, and the top players, they're still talking about needing side hustles and yeah, and other things. I mean, and it's yeah. that, I hope, 
I really hope that in the near future, like that is no longer a thing. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) But it is so cool to see. I I think we're seeing a lot bigger percentage of young girls who have dreams to play in the NWSL, which is awesome. Because like you were saying, like when we were kids, the league folded. I was like, all right, I guess there's no (laughs) pro soccer players. So it's so cool that it's just, it's expanding. It's the excitement is there. And I hope you guys can keep that momentum going. Yeah, hopefully it will. All right, do you want to do a couple quick rapid fires and then we'll let you go? Sure. All right. Love it. And there's nothing rapid about these fire questions. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite cleats? Uh, The Phantoms. I do love that boot. Cool. But I also also do um, like the old school Tampos too. We're always like an OG growing up. Love for those. Those were like all I wore in college i'm pretty sure yeah i feel like everyone like wore them and they were yeah, like they were really such a good boot yeah. and every every year you just got the same boot over again yeah, yeah. <laughs> um coolest moment of your soccer career whether that be personal or achievement wise um i don't know i feel like there's obviously there's a there's a lot but i think one that comes to mind was um when we were right before the world cup we were playing in denver um and in front of my home crowd, I like came on as a sub and um, scored two goals in front of like my family and friends. And I don't know, that's like never happened to me before. So I was like, that was like pretty cool. And I think one of the, the last goal too, it was like kind of something I was working on um, for a while. So it was just cool to like actually like see it, the yeah. hard work pay off. Kind of yeah, things. when it happens in the game, you're like, the, it, it all, you know, comes together and it, all yeah. that time spent was worth it. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite pump-up song? Oh, gosh. Oh, or, I don't know. Or even an art, who's like a go-to artist that you listen to before a game? Um, I would say probably like Drake. I feel like everyone yeah. listens to Drake, but I mean, <laughs> who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a great <laughs> That is his home. That's like his comfort zone is pump up music. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, any superstitions? I don't have any superstitions. Um, I'm like not the biggest believer in superstitions just because I think every day is different and every game and every opponent is going to be different. Um, so I don't want to have to like rely on something to have to be able to yeah. perform. Yeah. So. That's like the logical answer. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> I, I I guess you could say like one superstition I have, if it was a superstition, is just to have like oatmeal before like that's like my pregame meal. I was but, just gonna ask you actually. That was the next question. Yeah, it's just it's oatmeal. But I mean, if I don't have oatmeal, like it's gonna be okay. Like yeah. it's still gonna be able to play. <laughs> no, so yeah. It is. yeah. <laughs> what about what's your favorite post uh, post game meal? Oof. Sometimes I can't eat after games. Oh? Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just, like, yeah, there's just, like, too, too much, much movement going <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do it. Um, I know. I don't – I really don't know. Sometimes we have, like, pizza, and which is not the healthiest option. But sometimes <laughs> gonna... you just need it. <laughs> sometimes you just need it. So, yeah. like, a piece of pizza. I don't know. Nice. Everyone's. Favorite teammate to travel with? Um – I feel like, well, when we would travel with the national team, um, I would say me, Lindsay, 
Sonnet and Rose, like we would, it was like us four um, would always like sit by each other. So that was always fun. What about favorite teammates to play with? Oh, I don't know. I don't feel like I can, I can have a favorite. I love them all. (laughs) Such a basic answer. What about what's the teammate that makes you laugh the most? I mean, I feel like, I would say Sonnet. I feel like you guys do a lot of, you guys do a lot of laughing just as a a team as a whole. Yeah, we do. But also like Pino is hilarious. Pino cracks me up. Also Carly cracks me up though too. Like everyone in their own way is just like so funny. Um, Whenever that is funny. Yeah. Whenever the Instagram like posts like action shots from practice, someone is always laughing in the pictures. Always. Like (laughs) that's a good thing. That means it is. It's a very good thing. (laughs) Uh, do you have a favorite team to watch? Um, I always like watching Man City, um, but I'm not like a diehard fan. Um, I feel like I feel like some people have like a like their team, but I was never really like have my team. I do though thoroughly love watching soccer. That's great. What is your favorite stadium to play in? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I, I mean, I would, I would say probably in Colorado. I think it's like a great soccer stadium. Um, also, we played in Cincinnati once, and that was a pretty fun game because there was just like so many people there. And then I also want to say it's St. Louis too, and like a. It was on their baseball field, though, which was really? very, yeah, like, was, like, really trippy to look at, but that was pretty cool, um, just because, like, their fan base there, too, was crazy. That's awesome. If you didn't play soccer, what career would you want to do? Um, I have two. I would either want to be, like, a surfer and, like, live in Hawaii. I've always wanted to do that but I don't think I don't think that's what I'm made to do (laughs) as much as I want to I don't think it's gonna happen um and then I also really like I don't know I like really like um like fashion and that kind of that kind of stuff so maybe something in that industry I don't know that's awesome yeah surfing fashion i know surfing fashion which is like complete opposite things too (laughs) but i don't know (laughs) all right last question biggest soccer girl problem that you have um oh my gosh i feel like there's so many (laughs) every day Um, (laughs) okay well here's one so i haven't really been wearing pre-wrap that much um because it started like every time I would take it out, it would start oh, to like, like rip my hair hairs. out. So then I, I have like a bunch of baby hairs. Yeah. So I haven't been wearing a lot of pre-wrap recently, but like I, I do like wearing pre-wrap because it like keeps everything back and I don't like wearing headbands. So yeah, yeah that's a, that's a pretty big one. That I'm I don't think right we now. address that enough because I, I, consider, I think this is still from pre-wrap. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's terrible. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever going to grow back, and I hope it does. 
know. Just, I'm like, I just want to keep going back to it. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, Mal, thank you so much for speaking with us. Yeah, thank you. Hope this year is amazing and we're really excited to watch you play and hopefully thank you. play in person soon. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> All well, right. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers yes. crossed. Good, good luck. Good luck Mal. Thanks, guys. Bye.